This episode of the MGMA podcast is brought to you by Walmart Business. It's the Walmart you love, now for business. Get everything you need for your staff and patients in one place. Enjoy big savings on health and safety products, cleaning supplies, over-the-counter medications, and much more. And don't forget the break room snacks. Create a free account today and start shopping at business.walmart.com. That's business.walmart.com. Hello, this is Daniel Williams, Senior Editor at MGMA. As part of our Student Scholarship Awards Program, we're featuring interviews with select recipients so you can hear about their experiences and their healthcare journey. Let's go to our conversation with Anna Dunbar now. All right. Well, Anna, uh, welcome to the MGMA Insights Podcast. Thank you. Happy to be here. Yeah. So you are one of MGMA's scholarship recipients. So let's go through some of the things going on in your world. Uh, first off, where are you in school right now? What are you studying? Yeah, I am a second year graduate student getting my master's in health administration at the University of South Carolina. So I'm here in Columbia. And yeah, I've been in this program a little over a year and I really enjoy it. That is so cool. Um, You were telling me offline that um, I want to make sure I get this right. Are you a teacher's assistant? What's you have a role there in addition to just the studies you're doing? You're doing something else as well. Yeah, so our graduate program has a partnership with local health systems and just healthcare organizations in the area that allows us to get some part-time work experience while we're in graduate school, which is super helpful. And so I work with Prisma Health in their primary care Midlands division under two operations managers, and I just kind of work on whatever they need me to. A lot of it has ranged from quality improvements um, initiatives and data visualization with that and a couple of other things that I could talk about as well, but yeah. Oh, cool. Um, and it, are you on specific projects or how does, how does that work? Are you reporting to somebody in that health system then? Yeah. So I report to two operations managers. One is over family medicine and the others um, over internal medicine. And so they've kind of given me projects the, you know, over the year that I've been here and I've, um, formed a close relationship too with one of our physicians who's the vice chair of quality. And so he's given me a lot of directives in terms of um, auditing care gaps and Epic and just making sure that, you know, patients are being scheduled for their screenings and um, aiding with some transfers of our previous EMR um, to our new system and just consolidating that and um, measuring our quality in terms of our physicians and how they're doing and a couple of metrics that Prisma outlines his priorities over the year. Okay. Um, looking over your bio, I see that um, you also, let's see, you got your Bachelor of Arts in Public Health from the University of South Carolina. And in addition to that, I wanted to get into what you're passionate about regarding healthcare. Why, what inspired you in the first place to go into that direction in your life? Yeah, so I um, kind of always knew I wanted to be in healthcare from a young age. It just always interested me. My father as well struggled with a lot of um, comorbidities with heart failure and type 2 diabetes. And so 
Um, he was actually an English citizen and watching him kind of interact with our healthcare system as well as the NHS over there in the UK was also just something that was really interesting to me at a young age. And um, as I was in high school, I did an internship and kind of quickly realized that being a clinician just like wasn't where I was going to fit best in our healthcare system. And um, so I decided to pursue the public health degree after realizing that and then combined it with a minor in business. And so kind of from day one in undergrad, I knew that I wanted to pursue my MHA and was hoping that it would still work out and still be something that I was passionate about. And it was, and I've, you know, I learned a lot about our MHA program at USC while I was here in undergrad. And it just seemed like a really great fit with the graduate assistantships that they offer and all the faculty has been super great. And so it's kind of where I've landed today and how I've gotten here. That is so cool. And then also you had sent me some background on you and I saw that you said that your passion within healthcare centers around improving the patient's experience through quality and process improvement efforts. I know you were talking about in your uh, personal life, you know, with your dad, you've, you've experienced this. I mean, what are you seeing? What are some of the things that uh, you're seeing or challenges in our healthcare system as far as that's concerned? Maybe some ideas on what we can do to, to make it better there. Yeah, so I think that it's kind of the million dollar question there. It's just how do we make this a more easily consumable system to everyone? And I think that, you know, even people that work in healthcare don't know all of the answers in terms of, you know, how insurance is going to affect your bill and, um, you know, how you can get in touch with your provider and how you can make sure that you get a referral. And it all is just super complicated. And I've witnessed that with my dad's experience and even in my own experience as a young adult. I mean, it's just, it's super complicated. And so I think just any opportunity that I had in my career to improve the patient experience specifically and just kind of closing that gap um, of just loss of information in terms of, you know, how do I, you know, best filter through this healthcare system? How do I get what I need? And kind of on the flip side, how do we best serve our patients and how do we truly be there for them when they need us and simplify that process for them as well as make it efficient for us? Um, and so that's just, you know, kind of an overview of what I'm passionate about. And that can look at a lot of different ways through quality improvement and making sure that, um, you know, people are getting the screenings that they need for the preventative health care so that, you know, they're conditions don't progress and get worse and um, more costly to them and the healthcare system. And, you know, just a lot of different ways that I'm excited to continue to learn about and um, work on throughout my career. That's awesome. Yeah. I mean, you were talking about the complexity of it and wow. I mean, I've not studied every industry out there, but it's just like an industry unto itself. It's there's just so many levels of complexity layered onto just the care that a person gets by going to, you know, their practitioner. Um, in your studies, are, are there any courses that look at the, I guess, for lack of a better word, the consumerization of healthcare? I mean, like adopting some of the models that just civilian type organizations, non-healthcare organizations have the, the kind of uh, ease with which we purchase services in the world outside of healthcare. Have y'all done anything with that? Um, you know, I think that that's kind of touched on a lot in our courses, just kind of how 
the economics of a regular industry and of a regular market just are different than healthcare because of a lot of the factors with asymmetric information, with physician-induced demand, um, moral hazard, those types of things. I think, um, you know, we're never going to be able to do things the way that other industries do, but kind of continuing to commit to innovating ways that we can, you know, close that gap of information and bring information more easily to the to the patient and um, kind of monitoring our use and our utilization of healthcare services and just kind of connecting and managing that care, you know, from all three parties, whether it be the patient, the provider, or the payer, and just kind of getting all of those um, parties to communicate more and to be on the same page, I think is a, a lofty aspiration, but, you know, something that would definitely be kind of the end goal, I think, as we move to innovate and kind of catch up with the rest of the world. That's wonderful. Thank you for sharing that. So I want to dig a little bit deeper into the scholarship program as well with you. How did it get on your radar in the first place? How'd you even know about it? Yeah, so our program director, Dr. Melinda Merrill, um, she's super awesome. She always sends us opportunities um, that MGMA and ACHE are um, advertising, whether it be scholarships or, you know, articles or job postings, um, which has been awesome because I think from an early point in my career, I've been able to interact with these professional organizations and kind of keep them on my radar and use them for the resources that they truly are. And so, um, yeah, I just kind of received an email from her encouraging us to apply. And I, you know, I definitely made it a priority as graduate school is very expensive. And um, it was also just great practice too. you know, kind of uh, outlining, you know, what is my passion? What is my personal statement as I was heading into the fellowship application season? So it really timed up perfectly. And um, I'm just very grateful to MGMA for allowing me the opportunity to um, receive the scholarship. Great. So what what's the name of the scholarship? Which one did you receive? It's the Andrea M. Rossiter Scholarship. Okay. Okay. And then um, I want to go into your program more specifically. What are what are some of the favorite classes or favorite teachers or anything along those lines you could share with us, the kind of things you're learning there? Yeah. So our faculty are amazing. A lot of them work in the field, um, you know, from nine to five at a local hospital or healthcare facility. And then they come teach us once a week in the evenings, which um, was an adjustment at first having class every night for sure, but I wouldn't trade it just for having their um, depth of knowledge and their expertise from truly working in it on a daily basis while they're teaching us has been really cool. Um, some of my favorite classes have definitely been physician practice management. Um, the, the gentleman who teaches that is a VP at McLeod Health down in Florence. And so he would travel to see us once a week during the summer. And he has just had, you know, a wealth of knowledge in his really just 10 years or so of his career um, in director and management level roles. And we were able to learn a lot from him just in terms of the challenges that physician practices are seeing and how he's dealt with those in his career. Um, and then, you know, we've got some healthcare finance classes that a healthcare consultant with Elliot Davis has been teaching us, which has been really cool um, to have kind of the consultant's point of view. And when it comes to healthcare management, just because, you know, it's a career option for us, but if we choose to, to work directly for a health system, we'll be utilizing consulting services a lot in our career. And so that's been an interesting perspective that 
Mr. Ira Biedenbaugh has brought to the table and um, really enjoyed our HR class too with Ed Bell. Um, he, you know, has just made it a super entertaining experience, just learning about all of the, you know, HR challenges that we will specifically face in healthcare. And then kind of um, related to that, we've had a course in health law, which has been really cool as well. So there's, when I went into the program, I had looked at the coursework, but I didn't realize just how many perspectives of the industry we would really get, which has been really awesome. Just because while I won't be a healthcare lawyer, or I might not even be an HR professional, I'll be working with those folks very closely and needing to understand, um, you know, how to best maximize, you know, their talents and able to, you know, accomplish the work that I'm doing. So it's been great. Yeah. With the professor that came in and talked about HR, I mean, did they they talk about the staffing issues that's going on in healthcare? What what all of y'all learned about that? Yeah, so I think that every class we have we have discussed the staffing crisis to some extent, just because there are so many factors that go into that. Um, you know, specifically with HR, and I think that. We've just kind of learned that, um, and this is kind of just like a personal perspective that I've kind of cultivated over the past year is just that we kind of easily relied on a lot of our front level staff, um, those that work the front desk, um, our medical assistants. We kind of always, you know, thought that they would be there and be ready to fill those positions. And with COVID and um, with inflation, we've just quickly learned that, you know, there are other industries that are willing to pay them the same salary or, you know, same wage, if not more. And those industries come with a lot less complication in terms of learning the constantly evolving, you know, insurance policies and come with a lot less stress in general with when, you know, that comes with working in healthcare, especially during, you know, flu season. And people have just realized that, you know, other industries can offer them, you know, benefits that we ultimately can't. And I think that that's caused us to have to be more creative in how we retain staff and how we um, really promote organizational culture. I think that that's just been a huge buzzword, but it really is important when you work in such a stressful um, and complicated environment, you, you need to be somewhere that you feel supported and you feel excited to be. And um, you know, that you can, you know, grow friendships and relationships with and also work for for an organization that you feel cares about your job mobility and your growth. Um, I think that mutual relationship is super important. Mm-hmm. You mentioned it earlier, but when are you graduating? When does that in happen? May. Okay, in May. Have you already lined up what you're going to do? Do you know what you're doing? Yeah, so I have just finished the fellowship application process And um, I applied to a couple of places and I ultimately, I accepted an offer with Prisma Health, the organization that I work with now, um, to be their administrative fellow in our Richland Hospital campus, which is really close to where I work now. So I'll be working, um, I'll be reporting to the CEO, but I'll be working with their executive leadership team in just kind of the throes of hospital operations and a lot of their initiatives that um, they're planning to do over the next year in terms of just um, improving our our care delivery um, program that we have here. And I'm, I'm really excited. It'll be a one to two year um, post. It is, it's technically two years, um, mm-hmm. but yeah, I'm, I'm really excited and I'm really fortunate to be able to work with 
um, such a dynamic group of people. Congratulations. That is really awesome. And um, you already are well on your way to a a leadership role in healthcare. Last question I wanted to ask you about that was, I see that you're currently the vice president of of the Healthcare Leadership Association in your school of public health. Talk about that. What do you do in this leadership association? What's your role there? Yeah, so it was originally named the Healthcare Executive Student Association when I began graduate school. And while it was geared towards all um, healthcare graduate students, it really kind of served as like a student council for our MHA program. Um, And we kind of saw an issue with that. We wanted to be more inviting and welcoming to our master's in public health students or our PhD students. And we just thought that we would be able to get a lot more out of this organization if it was more diverse. And so um, we, me and um, the rest of the executive board, we decided to kind of rebrand the organization um, and kind of steer away from that term executives just because it did kind of um, attract more MHA students than others. And um, we really just wanted to focus on our mission, which was to equip and um, help future healthcare leaders kind of develop professional skills and networking skills and just kind of establish a a group of people that, you know, were like-minded and kind of achieving the same goals as they were in the same stage of life as they were. And so in that role there, I've been kind of helping with that rebrand and recruiting you know, different kinds of students. We've also opened it up to undergraduate students, which has been really cool just because I know that when I was an undergrad here at USC, I would have loved any opportunity to um, be an organization with people who are in um, the stage of life that I was kind of looking to progress to. And so just connecting um, with those students and being available to mentor them has been um, something that we were really passionate about. And um, we've done some professional development events. We did a professional etiquette lunch a couple weeks back, which was um, a really great experience. I wasn't able to be there because I was at an interview for a fellowship, but I know that it was, our members really enjoyed it just because, you know, some of these simple things, like just understanding how to conduct yourself, like at a business lunch and meeting, like kind of having one of those under your belt and like a comfortable environment, I think will be really helpful to us as we just continue to apply for jobs and kind of establish ourselves in the local healthcare industry. And we have a event coming up this Friday, actually, which is our first annual HLA gala, which um, aims to just kind of be a social and networking event for students in the organization, as well as alumni of USC, particularly, um, you know, healthcare related programs, and then anyone in the local healthcare community. And so we're super excited. We're going to recognize some of our students um, for the work they've done over the past year. Um, And we're just going to kind of provide an opportunity for everyone to, you know, get to know each other more and network with um, some really accomplished and amazing individuals in the community. And so we're super excited about that. So cool. All right. Last question, then. This is an easy one. Uh, What do you think the future of healthcare looks like? And where do you see your role within that future of healthcare? Yeah, so I think that the future of healthcare definitely um, is moving towards um, telehealth services being more heavily utilized, home health being more utilized, and then of course, um, just expanding the ambulatory services world. Um, 
while hospitals will never go away, we know that, you know, it's safer and less expensive if you are not experiencing a super high acute condition to not be in the hospital. And, um, you know, with the pandemic, we've, we've seen just like the volume and the demand for those acute levels of care increase. And um, it's heartbreaking to see hospitals not be able to serve all the people that are in that emergent kind of need. And so I think that healthcare leaders have, you know, brainstormed ways to kind of redirect um, individuals to ambulatory and outpatient settings if their care can be received there and kind of leaving that capacity in the hospital for those acute cases and those emergent needs. And so I think that my role in that future is really, um, I'm hoping to be able to use the two years of ambulatory experience that I've gathered here in my graduate assistantship and then my future hospital operations experience that I'll get in my fellowship after graduation, kind of combining those two experiences and seeing where I can best serve in a health system with those two perspectives and kind of helping um, simplify the patient experience and help um, guide people towards the modality of care that's going to best serve their health and best serve um, or best utilizes, utilize the resources that our health system has. That is awesome. Well, um, Anna Dunbar, uh, congratulations on being an MGMA scholarship recipient. Continued success on your career and your schooling and uh, excited about what uh, the future holds for you. So, so thanks so much. Yeah, thank you guys. I have just been so appreciative of the support that I've gotten from MGMA and I really do look forward to staying involved um, and really being an active member of this professional organization because I really think it does have a lot to give. If you like the work we're doing, please consider becoming an MGMA member. Learn more at mgma.com membership. The popular buzzword we've been seeing everywhere is AI. But what we all want to know is how we can implement and use it to our advantage. When it comes to improving margins, accelerating cash flow, and optimizing staff performance, there's a one-stop shop using cloud-based predictive analytics. MGMA Analytics is your AI-enabled tool that upscales technology you've already been paying for, so you can silo your disparate systems and make data-backed business decisions. Visit mgma.com analytics and see how AI can revolutionize your finances and operations. Again, Visit mgma.com slash analytics today.